This is because you've got to get these things that are hurting you, that have challenged you, that have brought you to this place out from behind your eyeballs, and you need to get them in front of your eyeballs. I am telling you, it is transformational when you can see those challenges laid out in front of you. This is a different kind of list than a to-do list. This is a get it out of your spaghetti brain and put it out on paper, all right? When I say spaghetti brain, I'm talking about all of these thoughts and challenges and frustrations and you know, mixed in with all the things that there are to do, all mixed together like a bowl of cooked spaghetti. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Blinkist, my personal favorite way to listen to books in short blinks. Hear me out. It really is more knowledge in less time. What Blinkist does is it takes your favorite personal development, biographies, or autobiographies, and more, and boils them down into the most important points of the book. Blinkist is perfect for curious yet busy people, like us teachers, who love to learn yet don't have or make the time to sit down and read. This app offers a way for busy professionals to understand books and podcasts, in most cases, less than 15 minutes. I mean, how many times have you climbed into bed at the end of a busy day with a great book and the best of intentions, and before you make it to the third sentence, you're passing out? I've been there. I see you. (laughs) You can read or listen to books, find your next read based on your interests, and even take advantage of new shortcasts. These are key insights from popular podcasts, too. So if you want to be more knowledgeable, successful, a better parent, happier, or learn how to be your best self at work and in life, Blinkist is for you. This app is how I have listened to some of my favorite books like Atomic Habits, Think and Grow Rich, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and so many more books that I reference all the time in my daily life. 95% of Blinkist members read significantly more than before. 91% create better habits. 87% have more positive changes in their lives. And you know that's what I'm all about. 
As a BIT podcast listener, you get a seven-day free trial of Blinkist. And believe me, when you begin using this app, you will never read books the same way again. Go to www.bit.ly slash B-I-T blink seven to get seven days free from Blinkist, my favorite app for learning so I can take my next best step to becoming and staying my best self. That's bit.ly slash B-I-T-B-L-I-N-K seven. Burn on. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome into episode 138 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Harper. I'm so excited that you're here for another flashback episode. Today, we're going to talk about reflecting on your challenges. And uh, Lord knows there continue to be challenges that pop up big and small every single day. This episode is airing on May 23rd, and this is my last week of uh, the 2021-22 school year and I, I can't believe it. It's gone so fast. If if you know what's going on in my teacher life, this has been my first year teaching kindergarten. I've been teaching for 13 years now, but this is my first year in kindergarten and it feels like day one was yesterday. It, it went so incredibly fast. That doesn't mean that I wasn't met with some challenges and uh, and that's why this episode is perfect. So if you've been listening or or not, I'm going to really quickly help you to understand that these episodes that I'm sharing with you for the next couple of months are flashback episodes. They are episodes from 2019 when I was staying home uh, full-time doing burn and teacher, leading Google trainings during the day. Um, leading what was then a burned-in teacher small group program and, you know, taking teachers through this process that I created. And um, like I said a couple episodes ago, our listenership has just grown tremendously. My following on Instagram has has gotten bigger. And I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page, especially going into the summer, of what it is that you can do using this burned-in process to help you to prepare for a more positive and proactive 2022-23 school year. And I know especially if you are in stage one of burnout, maybe if you're like a 1.5 on the uh, the burn and teacher success path, you might be feeling like, I don't even want to think about school. I don't want to talk about school. I don't even want to see or hear the word school. <laughs> and I totally get it. There's definitely going to be time for us to rest and relax and rejuvenate and just close the door on all things education for a while. But I really do subscribe to the belief that especially with reflecting on our challenges, that it's going to be really important for you in order to do things differently, to reflect on the challenges for a short time, but then to really focus on solutions. You know, we spend a lot of time um, during our school day, during the school year, talking about things that are wrong, things that are happening that we don't want to happen, or how behind we are, how behind the kids are, or, you know, all of these things that are consistently offering up challenges. But then we don't stop to reflect and to think about solutions. And you're going to notice in this episode, I'm gonna talk to you a lot about focusing on your solutions. You know, I had somebody tell me a couple of years ago and I'll never forget it. They said, it's okay to visit that negative sucky place, right? Like it's okay to visit that place of hardship. It's okay to acknowledge the suck, to acknowledge that this is hard and this isn't the way you want it to be. But then we have to choose 
we have to choose if we're going to park our, ourselves in that place or if we are going to throw that baby and drive and get the heck out of here. <laughs> and I don't mean the heck out of teaching yet, but what I mean is out of that mind, that, that headspace, that mindset that it's always going to suck and it's always going to be hard. And what I've done with several things this year is I've gone to that place. I've gone to that place of, oh my gosh, could this seriously get any harder or why does this keep happening? And, and it's okay. I like, I'm going to show myself grace. I'm going to go to that place. But then I have sought solutions and my friends, I found some wonderful solutions this year, but I had to look. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I want some solutions, like I want a pathway out of feeling the way that I'm feeling, then I want to make sure you know that the doors to the Burned In Teacher Mastermind are wide open and they're not going to be open for very long. The mastermind as it stands with the Burned In Teacher University course along with the community access as well as group coaching calls is going to go away very, very soon. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash mastermind and let me know if you have any questions by emailing me at support at burnandteacher.com. All right, let's dive into this episode all about reflect on your challenges. And if you stick around to the end, I am going to answer a quick Ask BIT question. All right, let's dive in. Okay, so the first thing we're going to start with is why. Now, I know this is not an uncommon question that you've been probably asked to ask yourself in the past. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why did you decide that you wanted to be a teacher? Why are you still teaching today? Simon Sinek made this question really popular and it really went viral a few years ago with his TED Talk and his book called Find Your Why. But we're going to ask why for a different reason today. Because like I said earlier, burnout is an effect, it's not a cause. So we need to figure out why you're here. What brought you to this place. So what I'm going to allow you to do is sit down, get still, and get quiet. So if you're listening in your car or you're grocery shopping or you're running, whatever it is that you're doing right now, this is something that I'm going to ask you to really get real about. I want you to list your personal and professional challenges. So though, although you might be thinking them right now in your head because you don't have access to a computer or um, a paper and pencil, I really want you to physically write out these two lists, one for personal challenges and the other for, for professional challenges. This is because you've got to get these things that are hurting you, that have challenged you, that have brought you to this place out from behind your eyeballs and you need to get them in front of your eyeballs. I am telling you, it is transformational when you can see those challenges laid out in front of you. This is a different kind of list than a to-do list. This is a get it out of your spaghetti brain and put it out on paper, all right? When I say spaghetti brain, I'm talking about all of these thoughts and challenges and frustrations and you know, mixed in with all the things that there are to do, all mixed together like a bowl of cooked spaghetti. And this is somewhat similar to the exercise that I took you through, you know, all the way back in September when we talked about beginning where you are. You know, how long have you physically been in this place? How long have you been in this district, this classroom, this grade level? However, this is taking it now to the next level. Okay, now we've realized how long we've been here, but now we need to go back even farther to decide how or why 
did I get to this place of burnout in my career? So we're, again, we're kind of zooming in on what it is that that is really, truly challenging us. So that's what I want you to do first. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself why. So once you make those two lists, I want you to go through each individual thing that's challenging you. And I want you to ask yourself why. And you can even, you know, rewrite the challenge and then write the words why. And then write down why is this challenging me? Because it makes me feel this. Because it puts me in this position. Because it reminds me of this. Just get real again with yourself. Why is that challenging you right now? And continue to ask yourself why until you get to this next step. When you can't break it down anymore, this is the hard stuff too. The next question you ask yourself is, can I or can't I truly control this challenge? Now, this is sort of a gut check question, okay? Because I know a lot of teachers. I have a lot of teacher friends. I have a teacher brain. I will never stop having a teacher brain. And I struggle still to wanting to control everyone and everything and every situation around me. Even though I know that I cannot truly manage anybody else but myself. Therefore, you have to dig deep into these things that are challenging you highlight and circle some things together that are the same, that fit into that same sort of pocket of challenges, okay? So if a lot of, if you have a list of challenges that all have to do with your administration, put those all together. If you have a list of challenges that have to do with your workload, put those together. If you have challenges that have to do with your family, put those together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you may have, you know, five, six, seven, you know, maybe 12 different groups of things that are challenging you. Hopefully you don't have that many challenges in your life, but if you do, we're going to roll with it and we're going to do what we can with what we have here. So as you've highlighted and circled those things and grouped them together, you really need to think about, okay, this group of challenges here, can I or can I not control them? And if it comes down to you managing other people, if it comes down to you changing who they are and what they do, you need to know you cannot control it. You have to decide that you're going to react or proact differently about their behavior. Now, if we're talking about student behavior, there are things you can do, but there are things you cannot do. You cannot control their home environment. You can't. But you can control the relationships that you build with these students who, when they're acting out, that you know they are seeking help. And I have a great interview that I did with Dr. Elmore. This was episode 34. And we had a fantastic conversation about building bridges instead of walls between us and those students. I also had a fantastic interview with Dr. Dessa Tells. I believe it was episode 28. And we also talked about that trauma-informed instruction. It was an excellent, it's one of my favorite episodes, all about what we can and cannot control um, when it comes to student behavior and even the behavior of our colleagues <laughs> and our own behavior. So making sure that you're not stressing out about things that you can't truly control because it's not healthy. Losing sleep over things that are uncontrollable challenges, it's not healthy and it's it changes nothing. So we have to really think about what it is that we can control. And that takes me to my favorite prayer. I say it to myself all the time. 
And whether or not you are a religious person, this is up to you how it is that you want to handle um, stating this prayer. And it is the serenity prayer. And you may have heard my episode where I talk about trauma and drama and the difference between the two and what we can do to tackle those things. But it simply goes like this. God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love this prayer because it gives me a humanized perspective that there are things that are going to happen that are out of my control. And the only person that I can truly control and truly change is me, my perspectives, my energy, my actions, the way I say things, who I hang out with. Those are all things that I have control over. When it comes to things in the past, you know, I was just telling my uh, my brother and my sisters this yesterday. I said, I heard this quote somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it, but depression comes from living in the past. Anxiety comes from living in the future. All we can do is take our next best step. And I like to call it messy action. You just take messy action on the things that you can truly control and the things that really, truly matter to you. All right. So I've had some teachers who have actually either typed out this serenity prayer or they've written it out and they hang it somewhere where they can see it on a regular basis because it truly does bring you back and it centers you around, okay, that really stunk, but I can't control it. All I can do is control how I handle myself from here on out. Let's face it. This year has been another doozy. And now that I'm back in the classroom, it has been more important than ever for me to stay focused on my core values, mindset, goals, and my habits. As a teacher in today's world, it seems like there is always something new and hard that can easily throw our lesson and or life plans off track. But when I began to burn out many years ago for the fifth time in my six year teaching career, I told myself that crying to and from work Grading, prepping, and planning on nights and weekends and Sunday scaries was just part of being a good teacher. The current challenges we're facing in education today are monumental. All of these challenges make balancing teaching and your everyday life seem unmanageable. Until now, teacher burnout has been hacked. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, I share my eight-step process I designed to help myself and other teachers navigate our way out of burnout. You see, out of my rock-bottom burnout moment, I learned ways to focus on what I can control while learning ways to let go of the things that are out of my control. My book shines a light on burnout as an opportunity for growth and change, and in it, I empower you to become a burned-in teacher, a happier, more fulfilled, efficient, and effective person in the classroom and in life. In Hacking Teacher Burnout, you will learn the steps you can take to discover your burnout type. Did you know everyone has a type? Take actions that are best for you depending on your type. Move through burnout rather than fight against it. Make time for things that bring you growth and joy and thrive, not just survive, personally and professionally. And of course, to prepare for hardship before it hits and to conquer it when it does. And right now, you can download chapter one for free. That's right, you can start your journey out of burnout using step one of my process on the house. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter today to get your first chapter on me. And there's no better time. After the year we've had, we deserve to use what I have designed to believe, think, say, and do different things in order to see different results in our lives. 
Go to burnedinteacher.com slash free chapter to get your free chapter today. You won't be sorry. Burn on. All right, here's another one that I love to talk about because it's something that's so easy to go back to. As you're looking at all of these things that you've listed out as challenges and why it is that they're challenging you, you know, I just said something about how, you know, depression comes from living in the past. We can also get into a really dark place if we start to say things like, well, if she wouldn't have done this or gosh, if I could go back or goodness, if he wouldn't have or if I would have chosen, that shoulda, coulda, woulda. Listen, we are one of the only languages that has these things called subjunctives in our language. And a dictionary.com defines a subjunctive as noting or pertaining to a mood or mode of the verb that may be used for subjunctive, doubtful, hypothetical, or grammatically subordinate statements or questions. Basically saying, hypothetically, well, if this wouldn't have happened, or if she wouldn't have said that, or if our government would look at things differently. Well, the fact is they they did happen or they're not looking at it this way. And that's just a fact. And we can't change what happened in the past. You know, we just, I just kind of alluded to that fact. All we can do is move forward. So if you open your mouth to say, well, if people making the policies and standards would spend a day in education, then they would know how hard this job really is and how unrealistic their expectations are. When you open your mouth to say things like that, that's where you either need to say the serenity prayer (laughs) or you need to change your narrative, okay? You need to say things like, they don't see what I see and I am going to take control over what I truly have control over in my life. Maybe someday they will see, but right now they don't. And it tell, I'm telling you, if things like politics or injustices that are surrounding you, I'm not telling you to ignore them. If they are something that consistently drive you crazy on a daily basis, maybe that's something you need to look into diving into as a future career of yours. Maybe getting into politics, maybe looking into policy creation, maybe working at your department of education, you know, looking at a place where you can actually make those decisions, Um, maybe going into administration. If it's something that you consistently think, I have a better way of doing this, then maybe you need to be thinking about a career change in the future. Because where you are now, if you're in the classroom or you are a teacher's aide or you are a nurse or a counselor and you're listening to this podcast episode and you're thinking, yeah, but these things are not fair. Well, we either need to decide to move past them and do what we can within the realm of our control, or we need to get a position where we can actually make some serious changes to those policies. And that is a decision that's totally up to you. And that actually leads us into our next step. And that is being a seeker of solutions. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's okay to visit these places of frustration, but it's not okay to live there. We have to be seekers of solutions. And this is where some of us say, well, these are all the things that are bothering me. And then we go to venting and that's all. That's where it ends. We need to be seeking help. We need to be seeking ideas that will help us to move past these challenges. Okay, so when you are a seeker of solutions, then what you are doing is you're truly digging into who knows more about this than I do, who has experienced these things before, or if I was an expert in this thing, what would I do? 
Or what do I need to listen to? What do I need to Google? All right. What is it that I can do as an intelligent professional to solve these challenges? And this applies to both your professional and your personal challenges. You are smart, you are capable, you are worthy, and you are deserving of solutions. So if you need to pause this and or hit that back 10 second button and listen to it again, do it because you are an intelligent being who has the capabilities and the resources to find solutions if you want solutions bad enough. Okay, so that is your next step. Do the research, ask the questions, seek solutions and write them down. Or right now, if you are in the middle, let's say you're sitting down at your kitchen table and you are listening to this podcast and you're doing the things while you're listening, you're pausing, you're doing the things, and then now you're starting to listen again. So now you have a list of all of your challenges and now you have a list of solutions that could potentially, and I'm not going to say they're easy, but they could potentially solve these challenges or at least take these challenges down a notch and make them not so challenging. What I want you to do is uh, a, sort of a follow-up activity. I want you to actually identify your top five challenges. Now, I, I do this with teachers all the time. I have them list their priorities, all the things that they do, and then I have them put them into a list of your top five. So what are your top five challenges, ones that you see as the most urgent, all right? Write each of those challenges on a separate piece of paper or an index card, whatever you want. And then I want you to sit on the floor. And I, I literally want you to sit on the floor and surround yourself with these circle, this circle of challenges, okay? Notice how it makes you feel. Notice what you notice about your body or where your brain goes. You can even take a selfie from above to give yourself some perspective, all right? And I know this might sound woo-woo or silly, but it really does work. The next thing I want you to do is now go back to your list of solutions. Write your top five solutions on separate pieces of paper and now sit inside of those. What I'm hoping and what I know you will feel is empowerment. To know that, wow, I really can take action on some of these things. I really can do the hard things. I really am worthy. I am capable. And this can also offer you some clarity, all right? This, this makes me think of go with the flow, Frank. You know, my agents of change. I am not going to worry about things I can't control. So right now we're sitting in this circle of control. We're sitting in this circle of solutions. And now you are a seeker of solutions. And now all you have to do is take action. And sometimes that might be the hardest part, <laughs> all right? I didn't say this was going to be easy, I did tell you, though, it was going to help you to move past, get out of this place that maybe you have parked yourself instead of just visiting, all right? We don't want to live there, all right? We want to just acknowledge those feelings, acknowledge those challenges, and then move and take action away from them because that is the only thing that is going to get you out of this perpetual roller coaster of burnout. And I know, I've been there. I see you. I am you. And all I can tell you is that your burnout, your burn in, begins and ends with you. So don't let that frustrate you. 
Let that empower you because you can do this. You can get out of burnout. It may not be easy. It may take you to places that at first you don't want to go, but there is power in action, even messy action, imperfect action. And, you know, we could talk about the difference between perfectionism and being a high achiever or having high expectations too. I I see a future episode in that. But right now, I just want you to do something because if you change nothing, nothing changes. So with that, I want to leave you with this agent of change. Capable Carrie says, I am capable and I am worthy. And that should, of course, I've talked about these two adjectives several times now. Feelings of capability and worthiness, because you are. All right, my friends, let's dive into a quick Ask BIT question. This question is from Sarah, and she's from Texas. She said, hi, I am a K-prep teacher at a daycare, and my class is almost at max capacity. The rest of the center follows company ratio, which for my class is one teacher for every 15 kids. But my director is running my class at state ratio, which is 1 to 18, and continues to enroll more children in my class. We're now at 22 kids with a state capacity of 24. My co-teacher is seven months pregnant and hasn't done much in the classroom since the day she found out. I talked to my director about how burned out I was and that I especially felt it wasn't fair to run my room at state while the rest of the center is at company standard, especially with my co-teacher consistently coming in late, leaving the room, calling out for various symptoms and appointments related to her pregnancy. Plus, I'm going back to school online in a few days, so overtime so overtime for me is a no-go. She agreed to give me a part give me part-time help and hired another pregnant person who has already had to call out for her first week for an appointment. I understand how hard pregnancy is, and I want to be supportive of them, but I'm so burned out that I seriously contemplate quitting and leaving the field almost daily. I'm constantly over ratio and do all the prepping, planning, and executing and running of the classroom myself while having more children than I'm supposed to. I'm going to run, I'm going back to school for family sciences and aim to become a counselor, but I'm worried that if I stay at my current position, I'll burn out of school too. Help. Okay, I this was a this was a longer uh, question, but I have a very simple answer. So, one, if not both, of these things have to change when you are being challenged with burnout. You have to change, or you have to change your environment. And Burned In Teacher is all about helping you to create more self awareness, more clarity, build better boundaries, create more energy, better habits. All of those things to help you to be your best self, both inside and out of the classroom. But the other thing that has to happen is that if you feel like you are doing all of these things right, you have healthy habits, you have uh, systemized your planning and your grading, and um, you have tried to set boundaries, and you have asked for help, and you've sought solutions, but the environment that you are in continues to ignore the fact that you're asking for help and they're not giving it to you. So my quick solution for you is to begin to look for other positions doing the same thing, if not close to what it is that you're doing now. If you have talked to your director and you've sought help and she's given you an assistant that is not really meeting your needs, it is, I am going to encourage you to let her know that you appreciate that she's trying to help you, 
but it's not what you need. You need to be at company standard, not state standard. Uh, And I come to you, Sarah, with empathy because I completely understand what you're going through. I have had a very large class of kindergartners this year, and I did the same thing that I'm encouraging you to do. I'm advocating for myself from a place of seeking help, seeking solutions, not griping, not venting, not being negative, but just being real. You know, um, at a certain point with so many kids, it becomes crowd control. And I was very honest with my own superintendent about that this year um, after I had a phone call with my principal and I told her how challenging it was to meet all of these high expectations for myself and my kids, but to have so many of them with little to no help during the day. Um, you know, I have a we have fabulous assistants, but they consistently get pulled to sub and, and things like that. So when you talk about, you know, um, your your assistants who are pregnant, which is is an amazing, exciting uh, place for them to be in in the season of their life. But it also does add stress to you because it, it, there seems to be some times when you can't count on them to be there because they are taking care of themselves and their babies, which they should be, right? So I would just encourage you to have another sit down with your director and come from a place of seeking to understand and to just come to her with your challenges, but also come with some solutions. So, you know, sitting down with her, let's say her name is Cindy. You know, hey, Cindy, thanks so much for sitting down with me today. I just want to let you know, first of all, that I thank you so much for giving me an assistant to help me with my large class. Um, and she is helping me with this, this, and this. You know, bring up some positives that it's, that it's helping, okay? So really think deeply about some positives of your new assistant. But then I want you to follow that with, You know, when I came to you a couple of months ago or a few weeks ago, you know, whenever that was, when I came to you and talked to you about my concerns about the size of this class and, you know, the fact that you're holding me at state capacity plus some, you know, and there are other classes that don't have as many students as, as me, I'm just, I'm trying to understand why that is. Like, can you help me understand why I have so many and other teachers don't? Um, because I really want to fully understand why it is that that you're making these choices. And then hopefully, you know, this becomes a really organic and civil and solution-aware uh, conversation. And you're going to learn a lot about what her vision is for you by what comes out of this conversation. And what I want to continue to encourage you to do is to stay neutral. You're not going to be overly positive. You're not going to, you know, I don't want you to be overly negative or sensitive. Um, What it comes down to is you are not feeling like you are being treated fairly. And I know fair is not equal. I totally get that. But you, you're you trying to understand why, the why behind her choices. And to, be, to show her gratitude for giving you an assistant, but letting her know why it's also really been challenging because they have been out for you know so many days for appointments, et cetera, and why this is also not what's best for your kids. So make sure that you come with several examples, some positive examples and some negative examples. And my next suggestion could happen before or after this conversation if you want to wait and see how it goes versus if you want to start to prepare yourself for some change. You know, a burned in teacher is, does not subscribe to the belief that, you know, I exist or this, you know, this process that I created was meant to keep you in a situation where you are not supported and you are not uh, advocated for and your concerns are not heard. I want you to take your next steps that will help you 
to be happier and more fulfilled in your career. And I know you already do have some career aspirations, and I think that's amazing. But in the time being, you you can't keep up that motivation and um, and that desire to stay in this profession when you feel like you're drowning and you've asked for help and they're kind of like half-heartedly throwing you a, a life vest, <laughs> right? So I, I want to encourage you to look at other possible positions that are similar, if not maybe a little different than what you're doing, where you could potentially put yourself into a much more supportive um, environment. The fact that it's still spring is a great time to start seeking those other opportunities. Trust me, they're out there. Texas is a big place, (laughs) but educators everywhere are needed and good ones too. So I hope that's helpful, Sarah. Let me know. Keep me updated. Either DM me at Teacher on Instagram or send me an email at support at And that's it for this episode. Take a deep breath, my friends, because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.